five, collaborate. What does it mean to function as a group in a changing environment? How can we organize ourselves intentionally to combat the embedded isolation of late capitalism? It seems like the dolphins and their other interloping sharks, the manta rays, have something to tell us. From mothering as an emergent strategy in massive dolphin superpaws to pantropical synchronized swimming as a model of being prepared for large-scale direct action, the dolphins are educating us on how to squat or pot up. Are we ready for dolphin-informed replacement of the patriarchal family with the schools of unlearning? What is the relationship between the circular collective feeding practices of manta rays and the black diasporic history of cooperatives? I believe collaboration is natural and can be reclaimed. Out here in the open ocean, mothering is an emergent strategy. Consider the white-bellied, short-snouted dolphin several different first sightings of the species on different parts of the planet, all somehow in 1971. Lesson three, we can be seen on our own terms. The only requirements to be part of this massive oceanic family are that you've got to be willing to dive deep because they eat a thousand feet below the surface. Lesson four, do your depth work. And flock because they collectively change direction abruptly to keep humans from following them, and also move thousands of miles to stay current with the ocean. Lesson five, be ready to transform. Gratitude to my oceans of love, my expansive family in all directions, my mothers of all genders and ages and times. Thank you for nurturing me and holding me accountability holding me accountable in more ways than I can name. The Pentropical spotted dolphins are synchronized swimmers and community builders. They travel in pods of hundreds, but within the pods they organize into groups of 20 or less and time their diving and beautiful acrobatics to be exactly in sync. Out in the ocean, they participate in mobile interspecies collectives consisting of other dolphins, especially spinner dolphins, yellowfin tuna, and seabirds. Scientists have different theories about why they do this, most of which can be summarized in these two in these words. Knowing who they're with helps them know where they're at and where they want to be. It feels right. 
this is part of their pink tropical resilience. Because despite the serious and wasteful harm of decades of internet strangulation, they remain one of the most abundant species of dolphin on the planet. I think of those great organizers with pen tropical visions. Claudia Jones, Shirley Chisholm, Mila Aguilar, Mama Tingo, Hallelujah, there are too many to name. I also think of course of the subversive sirens, a gold medal winning synchronized swimming team based in the Twin Cities who are committed to black liberation, queer visibility, and body positivity. I think about the ready to ground training team in the North Carolina Triangle area where I live, making direct action possible and graceful and And as always, I think about you. When I can't see the shore, I'm here timing my breathing to yours. Knowing collectively we can leap, we can dive, we can practice our faith in each other. Remembering, as Tony Kade Bambara says, the seabirds are still alive. From the sky, a dolphin pod of visodeltis, black and white dolphins with no fins which travel by the hundreds up to 3,000 strong, would look like a smooth black continent of movement. From underwater, it would look like a white cloud that somehow submerged. That's how I imagine it. Collectively eco-locating for food, they would be impossible to ignore. Though only a few come to the surface at a time, they travel by the hundreds or thousands. So sleek. And their cousins, other dolphins with fins not so smooth, they welcome them into the pod too. That's how I think about us sometimes. Those of us who have chosen to move together through this. We are perceived so distinctly from different directions. Human observers mistake Lysodelphus for seals or sea lions or even for penguins sometimes. Which is to say, maybe it's not so much about being recognized as who we are, as it is about staying together, feeding each other, knowing where we are, and moving through. I love to my pod in all directions, the smooth and the not quite so smooth. Those of you showing your back and those showing your belly. Those of you breaking through the surface and those staying in the deep. It's an honor to be in the midst of you. Look around, listen out. Here we are. If a school of Lysodelphus don't want you to see them, you won't. They will time their movements to the waves. They will breathe at the rate of the ocean herself. As above, so below. From the sky, they will look like the ocean. From the ocean, they will look like the sky. And they stay in a tight formation so they can move undetected. There's one species of Lysodelphus in the northern hemisphere and one in the south. As above, so below. The guidebooks say there's no overlap in range, which means they never see each other. But I wonder, I wonder about the planet itself as a mirror, a sphere of parallel existence. Am 
I not participating in a dance with those beyond where I can touch or know or swim to? In my breathing, I am balancing the seen and the unseen, learning to cultivate a graceful way to be both ocean and sky. I'm studying how to be in school with you. I tie my breathing to your heart to find the ocean. My heart will race to meet your laughter. You are sky. below, so above, choreographic presence, circumpolar hold, deep listening, coordination, call back to school that fear untaught me, give me the heartbeat I remember, call it love. social state reluctant to care so care becomes the unsustainable work the massive unpaid labor that breaks backs hearts of the visionary wheel of multitudes on a regular basis more on this in leah lakshmi peeps na samara sinha's care work 
Dreaming Disability Justice. What can we learn about the failure of the imagined ideal household? What could we learn if we cared to learn? In a striped dolphin school, only up to one third of the school is visible at the surface. What scale and trust would it take to rotate our roles? To work not to fulfill a gendered lifetime ideal, husband, wife, mother, father, daughter, son, but to show up and sink back, knowing there is enough of all the forms of nurturance to go around in cycles. Striped dolphin schools don't bother with shallow water. They go deep off the continental shelf. What would it mean to go deep with each other? What are the scales of intimacy and the actual practices that would teach us how to care for each other beyond obligation or imaginary duties? Striped dolphins eat fish with luminous organs that live in the deep scattering layer of the sea. What nourishes them is literally what lights them up inside. Could we be like that? I'm wondering if we could trade the image of family for the practice of school, a unit of care where we are learning and relearning how to honor each other, how to go deep, how to take turns, how to find nourishing light again and again. And love to the ways you already reach out and resist how the tax code and the work week and the subdivision want us not to learn to do this. And remember that Grace Lee Boggs said if we could work intergenerationally as solutionaries to all the challenges to our well-being and existence that would be all the school we would need, we would learn everything right there. I do not commit to playing a permanent role in a structure designed for our infinite lack. But I do commit to playing with you. I think we have already learned that what the movies say family is, is not a sustainable scale. And in trying to force it, to perform it, we suffer so much. We are struggling and over again, we feel like we are not good enough family members. But what if we just need to go back to school? Meaning, what if there's no such thing as good enough in a structure too small for the necessary adaptations of life? What if all those ways we feel like failures in our families are not failures at all, but a preschool lesson that could teach us to restructure our care? What I do commit to for this lifetime, and as many as I get, is to learn with you always. To study the changes you bring to my body, my spirit, my mind. To be in school with you for the duration, in a curriculum called Happier. I do commit to rigorous, rigorously learning how to gracefully collaborate and step back when it's your turn with nothing to prove. I do commit to the work of going deep enough to find the necessary food that lights us up inside. I love you and I have so much to learn. I love you and we are just now learning that it's possible. Love on a scale we can survive. I love you and how generous, how downright miraculous it is that life would let me learn like this.
crosses into the edge of the Arctic. But they have not adapted to ice. That means that water itself can become a threat, freezing them out of their feeding grounds, surrounding them, and trapping them with no nearby access to food. At worst, suffocating them under what seems like a sudden white weight. Gradually, they can't live where they lived. Sometimes, they are forced to beach themselves into even less survivable situations. Do you know something about this? Any of us still not adapted to how cold capitalism is? Do you know something about this, Durham, Detroit, Oakland? About what it feels like to be iced out? Did she say priced out? Of the habitat you made intriguing over soul generations? The cost of cool? At the same time, the rising temperatures of the ocean are negatively impacting the food supply of these dolphins across their range, too. Too hot to handle, too cold to hold, quoth the man who is iced out of the condition. What do you do when where you live becomes inhospitable to your living? White beaked dolphins collectivize. By the way, their beaks aren't even necessarily white. These dolphins are mostly black, but we know something about emphasizing white potential over black presence by now, right? They collectively forage and congregate in the hundreds or thousands. Maybe they know what community land trusts know. Maybe they know what community land trusts know. You can't effectively respond to gentrification with individual buying choices one household at a time. It takes a collective. Remember when Ida B. Wells helped organize a mass exodus from Memphis? I'll remind you. Here is Ida B. Wells in an editorial in her own newspaper. The city of Memphis has demonstrated that neither character nor standing avails the Negro if he dares to protect himself against the white man or become his rival. The city will neither protect our lives and property nor give us a fair trial in courts, but takes us out and murders us in cold blood. This is 1892, but does it sound familiar? According to the selected works of Ida B. Wells Barney, for nearly three months, black people left Memphis by the scores and hundreds, supported financially by Wells and others who remained in town. This continued until the white citizenry, feeling the loss of manual labor and business income, appealed to Wells to halt the exodus. She refused. Dolphins know how to travel in masses, too. I wonder if responding to violent structures on human migration and systemic displacement of communities of color also requires collaboration beyond species. These dolphins travel with other dolphins and with fin and humpback whales in huge groups conducive to safety and collaborations. What interspecies collaborations, and I'm not talking about dog parks, do we need in this time of freezing, melting adaptation? And what could I tell you that would help you remember how necessary you are in the time of disposability? How about this? The world wants to be wherever you are. They get there with the tools they have. Turns out, the tools are weapons. But the universe has a black technology. It is massive. It is body temperature. It is the space between us, rich with stars.
stars, renewable and irreplaceable at the same time. Maybe the world can exist without you in it, but I cannot. There is no such thing as home unless I'm with you. No such thing as home unless you're here. ray, unlike other stingrays, doesn't actually have anything to sting you with. Unlike other sharks or their shell-breaking ray cousins, close cartilage relatives, they don't have sharp teeth. They are filter feeders. They are breathing plankton, sometimes cooperatively. What they're practicing is a time-compressed version of partner, as we would call it in Jamaica, or as our other Caribbean and West African cousins might say, susu. Gather in a circle and flap their watery wings to collect as much plankton as possible and take turns eating. While the rest of the circle holds the space. I recognize you, not of sharpened teeth or stinging tail, yet wide of wing, embracing salt, shaping nutrition with your mouth at the center of your chest. I would love it if I could be so coordinated as to keep my mouth closed while dancing resources towards you, your open heart. It might also help if I could filter what I need from everything else floating around me. So yes, I can commit to open arms, vulnerable face, to staying in the circle with you, patient in the practice. And what had been my sharp becomes my specificity, and what had been my barbs become my wings. <laughs>